salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to Season 2 of the Okie Geek Podcast, Episode 1 of Season 2. We arbitrarily decided it. That's right. This is Season 2. We decide. Well, actually, it's Episode 47, technically. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Josh Unruh. I'm Devin Green. I'm Nikki Robinson. This coming weekend, from June 8th to the 12th, one of the largest film festivals in the region is taking place in downtown Oklahoma City, Dead Center. We are joined by Jacob Layton Burns, who directed Electric Nostalgia, which is one of the featured movies in this year's festival. Jacob, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Before we get started, I wanted to play the audio from the trailer for Electric Nostalgia. It's going to work. And when it does, it's going to save so many lives. What did you do to me? That body is no use to you or me. It had to be replaced. Your memories, your personal traits, mannerisms, are all still very much the same. It's just in a new shell. You've been here before. Remind me of somebody. Keep having these memories and dreams, but they're not mine. There's a man and he frightens me. I just can't remember his face. You're experiencing electric nostalgia. Memories sometimes linger and present themselves as dreams. I, I, I don't know if I should be here right now. You can't tell anyone about Project Lazarus. Who was in this body before me? She died. Could you bring her back again? Yeah, we do some really amazing work around here. How many other people out there are like me? Quite a few. The boss has been doing this for years. How did you know about that? The nostalgia is getting stronger. It's hard to tell which memories are mine. Why did they do this to me? Alexis, we can figure this out. If there's something going on, I'll take care of it. This job was an amazing opportunity. I had to take it. I don't want to hear an explanation. He's killing people. Who's killing? Tell me what you see. I can't remember its face. Just know that it's all part of the process. It'll be okay, honeybee. Okay, Jacob. Um, I, I, of course, we lost. The, we don't have the visual. We just have the audio on that. But what the what? Go <laughs> <laughs> watch it. It's super there. creepy. It makes uh, me want to yeah. go live in a tent somewhere away from society. <laughs> <Don't we? laughs> yeah. Tell us what uh, what is Electric Nostalgia all about? So, Electric Nostalgia is a science fiction thriller, um, and it's about a young woman who starts having these weird dreams and visions, and essentially nightmares of this man without a face um, after she's brought back from the dead in a body that's not her own. So it's very kind of Twilight Zone-esque. It's very uh, character-based and less focused on um, like special effects and stuff like that. It's definitely more focused on story. Yeah, I highly recommend go seeing this uh, trailer, but it's all in black and white, yeah. which is really cool. It reminds me of the old 50s style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely um, a huge influence from, um, I really grew up watching a lot of like old classic films and stuff like that. and. I really wanted to kind of bring in that aesthetic, and I also thought it would, doing it in black and white would also kind of help create kind of a separate world, separate from our own reality that we see every day. Like, putting it in black and white might help people kind of go along with some of the, like, kind of weirder elements of the story. Um, and so, yeah, so definitely, like you mentioned, like, the 50s and, like, definitely 60s, like, uh, um, 
like John Frankenheimer films and, and uh, Twilight Zone definitely was a huge influence. What when you when you're shooting in in black and white is are you do you have to be more concerned about things like shadow uh, when you're because I just a lot of times I'm thinking you've got to you've got to light things totally differently than you do in color is that right? It's definitely a different way of thinking. Um, we had to do a lot of light testing with uh, uh, clothes and stuff like that because you know, obviously color is a huge part of your movie and how you use it and it's the same in black and white like it's it's funny how many people think it's easier to shoot right. in black and white I was gonna but say, it's, it's, it's actually think it's you just a whole pass. exactly <laughs> like it's, who it's just cares a whole what color challenge. her sweater is yeah, yeah but. <laughs> exactly and so like there were times that like if you saw their wardrobe and stuff on set you'd be like what really like there's a character played by Stephen Goodman who's this very like stoic kind of quiet character um but uh in black and white he's uh you know it looks like he's just wearing like this kind of mid-tone you know, long sleeve shirt. But if you saw him in person, it's like this Yoshi green, no. like, <laughs> like not at all what the character would wear. Excellent. But like in in the black and white, the tone it was giving off worked well with the, everything that was around it, and it helped it stand out a little bit better. So yeah. yeah, it was just kind of a new. We had to look at that stuff ahead of time and make sure we weren't. Was that was that an issue for the actors? <laughs> that you know of like oh. because I am supposed the, to be taking you seriously right but you look radioactive <laughs> you're They're, wearing a literal clown suit exactly yeah uh, Paige Tudyk one of the actors was just like she would just like sit there before and just be like oh, I would never wear this in public like it was just like so just this mishmash of colors that she was wearing <laughs> that's hilarious and yeah I can see how that would really factor into your yeah. you know, your perception yeah, yeah. That's As like, an actor, you've got to think about the fact that this is going to be in black and white. I right? will not actually be saying what I think yeah, I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. Totally. Is this your first in black and white? Have you had you worked with it a lot? Or? Um, I worked with like I done a short film a few years ago in black and white, and then um, I was I shot uh, I was cinematographer on a movie a couple years ago called Fable Shannon Cable, which mm -hmm. yeah. Josh mm -hmm. watched yesterday. Um, and uh, there's flashback scenes that are in black and white. So I've done a little bit with it, but nowhere near on the scale. Yeah, right on. Is this your first feature film? This is not. This is the first one I've wrote and directed right. on my own. Okay. And then I've produced uh, Fable of Shannon Cable, which Vinny Hogan wrote and directed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so Vinny Hogan is working on your current, is work, did he work on? Yeah, yeah. So um, Electric Nostalgia was made by Planet Thunder Productions, which is me, uh, Vinny Hogan, and Zachary Burns, my brother. Um, and the three of us have been working together since um, we all met at Oklahoma City University, um, and we've been working together since then, just on short awesome. films and stuff. So, cool. um, and yeah, and, uh, Vinny he he produced it, and he also wrote the music for Electric Nostalgia. Awesome, very cool. And did um, you have a, you had a completely local? You do everything completely local, right? There's a complete Oklahoma cast and crew. Right? Cast Correct. And crew yeah, and yeah, everything. everything. And we even shot just most of the movie down the street at the Paramount Building. No. Oh, wow. oh, really? Yeah. That's very cool. So, where where in the Paramount building? Uh, mostly the second floor, and then a little bit on the third floor. And actually, we shot the they they've changed the restaurant that was there, but when it was just the Paramount Cafe, we shot in there as well. That's awesome. And so a lot of it, some some of the outsides it was in around Film Row as well. Mm -hmm. It looked like a lot of I I recognize a lot of some of the I thought some of the images out of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we shot some exterior stuff, uh, really kind of all over the Paramount building. And then uh, uh, we shot at the Plaza District some and um, Edgemere Park. Um, yeah, we kind of hit a lot of a few, a few different places around nice. here. Nice. Now, is it set in Oklahoma or is it indeterminate where it's located? Yeah, it's in set in um, any town USA. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Yeah. That's, again, the reason to do black and white because then you can... You, you, it can be anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that was a big point of it. You know, kind of like kind of like this old Twilight Zones and stuff like that. They never, yeah. all, they wouldn't always establish where exactly it was. Right. It was just like this could be 
where you live. That's right. Yeah. And this could be you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I hope not. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Please know most of the time. <laughs> like, no, I haven't seen you. one Twilight where I'm like, yeah, I hope that's me. <laughs> How many people worked on this? Um, so we had, as far as cast, there was about eight people who were there fairly frequently. Um, and then for the crew, we kept, a, we, we'd made a lot of short films together. And so we kind of kept that same mentality with the crew. Uh, so really the crew on its biggest day was around like 10 or 11 people. Um, but really most days it was probably more like seven or eight. Um, just, uh, just kept it really tight, but it was people that we'd worked with a lot and that we could really trust. And so we just kind of kept it small, but loyal. Awesome. What was your shoot schedule like? I, I we, we'll come to the fable of Shannon Cable, but it has yeah. kind of a, <laughs> it has a more complex shooting schedule. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about later. But, so it makes me want to ask, like, what, yeah. what was the timeline for getting Electric Nostalgia done? Yeah, so it was very different than or Shannon shot, Cable. I should um, say. Yeah, yeah. For just shooting, we, we managed to, we really wanted to get it all done um, all at once if we could. And so we shot the majority of it for three weeks in July of 2014. Um, and then we came back in October and had like some pickup days and uh, a, a couple of small reshoots. And then also we kind of shot the kind of the prologue of the movie, like the first 10 minutes in the movie, because our, our actor Stephen Goodman had to uh, grow his hair out. <laughs> before. Oh, nice. <laughs> you have to have that continuity. Exactly, I, yeah. I actually was doing a movie and I had to like... They had to stop because I got my hair cut and come back about three <laughs> weeks later and reshoot. I'm like, oh, sorry about that, guys. I <laughs> thought we were done. I we were done. <laughs> it's never done. Yeah. How did you go about finding locations? Um, a lot of it was some locations we kind of wrote into the script. Like a lot of it takes place in um, my brother's apartment and in my house. And then um, like with the, with the Paramount, for instance, we, there's a, a large portion of the movie takes place at, at this location called Project Lazarus. And um, as I was writing it, I was like, oh, man, where are we going <laughs> to where are we gonna gonna find a place I, that I we can just like... It's, again, I've only like, seen the, the trailer, but yeah. there is a... I mean, it looks like a lab. And yes, I know there's yeah. there's magic. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. There's, there's always magic. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you have... Uh, I mean, there's some tanks mm-hmm. that are that appear in the trailer to be <laughs> the size of a human being. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah that was, was all at the Paramount. Yeah, so we 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 managed to just on a whim, like the Paramount was first starting to kind of become kind of a cool hangout place, and I I'd been there, and I was just like, you know, I'll just go check out the rest of the building. I'll just walk around, and just mm-hmm. was just blown away because it just kind of just the especially at the time the the second floor had a lot of kind of the original design that it had when it was built, and so it just the, that added a ton of production value to the whole movie, just having that style and that aesthetic kind of brought to the movie. And it really kind of helped the movie kind of fall into place because it was just like, it's easy to know kind of the tone and stuff like that when you're in the environment. I think it helped the actors and it helped yeah. the cinematography and it helped, it helped everybody. Have you seen the, the rest of the, the, the Paramount second and third floor? Because I, so I, that would make a great haunted house. Like yeah. During yeah, the yeah. Home, it's there are a some, Warren. Yeah, some really scary places. Yeah. In there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I figured, yeah, cool. I, you could easily get away with, with some of those places looking like some basement laboratory yeah. where yeah, exactly. experiments are being done. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, especially with some of that, uh, that really severe black and white oh, yeah. lighting. Oh, yeah. It yeah, adds yeah. so much yeah. to it. Where <laughs> half of it isn't there because it's just, you know, bathed in shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cool. And then, yeah, you were asking about, like, kind of the the, the the set design and stuff like that. A lot of those rooms were completely empty when we got them, and we were able to, um, a lot of credit to Zachary and Casey Crowdis, who um, 
they were able to design like that lab and everything. And if uh, the viewers watch the trailer, you get some glimpses of it. But uh, we were uh, very excited because we were just, we were able to go to like we went to a lot of like auctions around here, and we were able to get a lot of like weird just science machines is what we just were like <laughs> just buy some science oh, machines yeah. some machine. science. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly go get science <laughs> i'll get a coffee exactly yeah what? it's the it's the mystery science theater joke it's the uh, increase the flash gordon noise and put more science stuff <laughs> exactly around. pretty much yeah yeah we, we would go get we'd some be like more science <laughs> what's the great. running time of your show um it is an hour and a half wow and, a half. and you shot that yeah. in three weeks most of it uh yeah, that um, is a a crazy. lot of planning ahead of time, <laughs> especially when you're talking about people who have other jobs. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, like luckily we were able to raise. We did an Indiegogo campaign, mm-hmm. um, and so we were able to raise some money so that we could at least pay p- people to take off for three weeks and just be be available. Nice. Um, yeah. So That's everybody awesome. was able to just just that was their job for three weeks. So that helped a lot. That's wonderful. I, yeah. You mentioned that you'd worked with a lot of the crew. Mm-hmm. Was that also for the actors or did you audition or how did you find um, the yeah. folks in front of the camera? Yeah. So for the actors, we ended up doing auditions and that was something going into the movie that I was really, uh, some of my main concerns going to the movie were production design and locations, which we've already talked about. And then uh, acting, cause there's a lot of heavy lifting to do for the yeah. actors. And so we did auditions and, um, uh, we're blown away. We saw like over a hundred people uh, for it, wow. and the lead actress Lauren, who has the most heavy lifting in the movie, um, she just blew us away. And I'd never even heard of her when she walked in for the audition, and just like immediately, she she stood out from everybody. And then when we we brought her in for the callback, it was just it was just obvious. Like everybody, all the decision makers were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's her." Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> we're done. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, and then just from the trailer, yeah. all of your cast seems very on point. I oh mean, yeah, I was, they're great. I was really impressed. Just from and of course, I'm, I'm only I can only judge it from the trailer because I've not seen the movie. But boy, it's I mean, it's very powerful. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. Yeah, the, yeah, I was so relieved. Like once we had cast everybody, like all those fears went away. I was like, okay, like a, a large part of my job now is just like making sure I press record when they're doing their mm-hmm. thing. Um, and yeah, they were great. And you know, like some people like Steven uh, Goodman who plays Leland in the movie, like he, he's really, um, he, he's a, he's a handsome gentleman. And so like he kind of, he's, he gets kind of pigeonholed in like those type of like jock roles or whatever. Mm. Um, and so he, he was very excited to kind of have play this kind of different role, this kind of, scientist. Oh, he's yeah. the more scientist yeah, guy. Exactly. In the, oh, oh, and he's the, yeah. he's the one that you see like, like, uh, strolling down the, the hallway. And yeah, like, yeah, the, with the glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I figure yeah. he gets, gets to be fair. He does look rolls. like a scientist who'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's legit. <laughs> yeah, legitimate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll move the heavy science machine, you exactly. nerds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you said you'd, you'd work for the cast. Is there a, a tight knit cast? Is there a film community here in Oklahoma? We're not a big community. So is there a pretty tight-knit film community here in Oklahoma? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you find that a, a lot of the same people work on the same, you know, right. every production that comes yep. through. And that's even the bigger, produ- like recently Hellraiser and Children of the Corn shot through here. And uh, yeah, basically they basically one week on Hellraiser, it was this casting, or this crew, and then there was like two weeks between and the exact same crew came <laughs> back and shot Children of the Corn. Mm-hmm. like. And so, um, and that happens on the big level and it happens on the small level. You get a lot of, and the, you know, there's within that, there's little like, okay, here's my pocket of people that I mm-hmm, usually use mm-hmm. and here's my pocket, you know, like you get that. But um, it's very, um, 
it's it's there and it's growing like all the time and it's getting bigger and bigger and um yeah it's it's cool at this point because everybody just wants the industry here to succeed so everybody's very willing to help each other out we're actually getting a lot of good uh film and set programs like OCCC has a really good film program mm-hmm. that I actually went through for a few years nice. and UCO you said you went to UCO OCU OCU, OCU. yeah OCU and there I've heard good things coming from a lot of the colleges coming around mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. so I mean it's getting really big I'm really excited yeah absolutely like the, definitely uh OCCC and OCU and OU to a certain extent um is definitely really it's it's kind of giving people that basic knowledge that they need that they can just kind of jump straight in and start working and giving them contacts because a lot of the people that are working, some of them are like teachers at OCCC mm-hmm. um, as well. And so um, that's been a huge help. And then things like Dead Center um, give people an opportunity to, to come together right. and find each other. Yeah, and I remember talking to Gray Fredrickson about uh, about 10 years ago and how he was starting, it was just starting to really grow. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, it's become uh, really strong. And I think part of that is, the, is because of Dead Center. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. People, growing, when I grew up uh, as an actor, uh, I I was always told you had to go to L.A. or Mm -hmm. New York. And I don't think that's true anymore. You can can actually do it here in in Oklahoma City. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure if I tried to make nostalgia in almost anywhere else, I probably couldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because there's the the community here was just so... um, supportive and helpful and we were able to get a lot you know people were doing us favors or uh doing things for cheap or you know just we were able to just get a lot done just because of the community here what would you say is the biggest struggle you had with it trying to put this movie together um probably uh during the shoot itself it was uh hot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> July in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, and in the, the no third floor of the building. No way. Yeah, can you believe it? Uh, so and that 2014, was that was like in the middle of a drought too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, probably just overall the the struggle is just like the amount of time because then after after the shoot, um, it was really the the majority of put up post production was me hunched over my laptop in my bedroom, mm-hmm. um, and so that that was just that just it just took a long time. And then plus I'm trying to work, do freelance and all that stuff uh, to, to, you know, pay for that house. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, and, and, eat and this room and this to, to plug yeah. the laptop into. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Do and you, so. when you're editing, do you get to where you hate your own work? Because I know I've done some film work and it gets to where I'm so tired of looking at this. <laughs> if I have to hear them say the same line three times, uh, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, um, it kind of, at first you're like, super excited because you're like oh man it's like cohesive this yeah. is cool like <laughs> it's actually things actually cut together <laughs> and then you start to go like oh but oh man if only i'd gotten this shot or if only i'd oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff like that yeah. this would have been then, better and then but then it kind of it'll it'll swing back where i'm like i'll be like you know it works though like <laughs> yeah. and so like luckily right now i'm in a i think yeah i think it's pretty good yeah well and i i suspect that that is a director feeling in the editing booth whether you have spent a small yeah. amount of money a huge amount of money i mean you're always going to be like damn it if only i'd known that one shot yeah i can imagine yeah. anybody doing that yeah so mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm actually in the middle of reading a, a book right now by elia kazan who did like on the waterfront mm-hmm. and, and movies like that and it's interesting because it's 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 taken from his journals that he wrote while he was making the movies oh wow and so it's incredibly fascinating because a lot of the things going through his head are very similar to I see like me or other directors at our level 
you know, like he made this movie with uh, uh, called A Face in the Crowd with Andy Griffith. And it's great if you guys haven't seen it. But uh, it, it's funny in, in that chapter, like you can, for some reason, he's like at a low point and he's like, oh, be a man. Like, tell them you need more time. Like, oh, stand up to him. And it's like, this is the guy who found Marlon Brando and he <laughs> yeah. like everything. And he's yeah. still, and he has that like self-doubt and stuff that, that all directors and probably all artists all feel. Sure. Yeah. 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 Except with yours, you only have, you know, you only have so much control. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the I mean? more yeah. collaborators, I feel like the more collaborators you have in any piece of work, the the more, I mean, more, the more eyeballs you I mean, have. You're the, you're the director. You're, yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, it all, you, you know, you've got to bring it all together. But there's yeah. been all of this other, all these other puzzle pieces along the way yeah. that you were in significantly less control over. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so yeah, 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 yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Yeah, exactly. complicated headspace. Right. Well, yeah, you have an assistant absolutely. director absolutely. and cinematographer and all these mm-hmm. other eyeballs that right. could actually go, you know, you'll probably want to make sure to have another shot that does this. It just, I'm sure that would help. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But of course, sometimes on set, people are like, uh, "Actually, I, you might want that shot, but we really need to move on." <laughs> Time is money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a struggle, and like you know, that's it's it's really just it's a matter of trying to find that balance with everything, and like you're never going to you know because I've read quotes from like Martin Scorsese where he's just like, "Oh, if only I did," you know, like yeah. even he feels that way. So it's just kind of a universal feeling you're going to feel every time. So you kind of have to learn how to balance that and live with it. Basically. They've usually also got the money, though, to go back and reshoot without any problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, that's the thing. If you had infinite time and money, yeah. you'd never finish the yeah, damn exactly. thing. Like, yeah. You would always yeah. be going yeah. back to do one this thing. We just need this one but thing. Yeah. one more thing. Yeah. Because, because no artist's work is truly ever no. complete. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ask George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a Michael. Even if, it, <laughs> even if it should be. Honestly. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Now, I, you said an hour and a half, or it's an hour and a half movie, three weeks to shoot. I just kind of, I, I, I know you couldn't work on it the entire time. How long would you say it took you to edit and put the whole thing together if you were just to take all the time and crunch it into one set of amount of time? Oh, wow. Um, let's see. So I, I did it over the course of about a year and a half. Um, and, um, and of course, like, you know, a lot of it was me, but then there, there are other people like helping with the sound mix and then, uh, Zachary helped with the color grade and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if we were able to just sit down and do it, like we could probably do it in like six months or so. Yeah. Um, like it still takes time cause it's just a lot of, cause mm-hmm. part of it is like you need to do a cut and then you, you kind of need to let yourself to step away from it a little bit yeah. and then come back a week later or something like that and look at it again and then start a new cut. Well, it's uh, something I don't think people think realize, uh, you know, we talk about shooting time and everything, but, but the post-production is where you're really first off taking several cuts of one scene, one shot uh-huh. and trying to find the right one and find the right one that is compatible with the next cut that you make mm-hmm. because there has to be there. You can't, you know, if you have someone smoking a cigarette and it's different, you know, you've got to make sure you've got the right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it are they going to notice that glass of water? Yeah, exactly. And the answer <laughs> is. I decide no. Yes. The answer I'm is wrong. Did the she, answer is always yes. Right? Yeah. Did she get a haircut in between some those jerk, uh, Some yes, jerk is going to notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will notice continuity this. in the movie theater watching it going. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> whoops. Yeah. And I also love to point out to anyone who doesn't really understand how film works is I, I just love the people that are it's you know a film is in post-production and that's been released into the media and people are like oh come on how long can it take you know <laughs> and having no clue as a to minute. like 
how Take this whole thing <laughs> works. Is that, you know, they hear shooting and they think they're going to have it on their internet the next day. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. it's like the televised news. Yeah. You if, know? If, and I, it, if I had a dime for every time someone has asked me, oh, is it almost ready? Is it like, done? when can we see it, is like, it done? for the last yeah. 10 years? I, w- I would have a budget for my next movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, right. yeah exactly. You could afford that. It's always almost done. It's always almost done. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I've said that so many times. Totally. Yeah. Now you uh, you just said that you worked on the Fable of Shannon Cable, yeah, and you said you saw that, Josh. Is that yes. what you, you saw that last night? Shout out to our bros and sisses over at Good Trash Media who yeah. had their first live uh, recording of the year last night at the parish, and they showed the uh, Fable of Shannon Cable and had cast and crew up to answer questions and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yay. Like the actual experience was a lot of fun and the movie was a lot of fun. <laughs> Very different from Electric Yes. <laughs> I had actually, I, w- I was telling Jacob last night that I saw the trailer for Electric Nostalgia when we were talking about having him on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I had just seen a little bit of Shannon Cable stuff and had a feeling that it was really different. But I, <laughs> I was like, at the, end, at the end of it, I was like, I'm not going to look any closer. I'm just going to uh, take a step back and go see the the movie yeah so i don't know if you would appreciate this i would describe i got Go home it. and described it to my wife as a horror comedy musical yeah yeah and i love those and yeah <laughs> i love all the ones i've seen <laughs> um, and we can add this one to that list and i have been loving it since last night um <laughs> because i think that's the first one <laughs> but no it, yeah it was it was a lot of fun um I really, I really liked it, and uh, but yes, it's going to be really different experience. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's featured at Dead Center as well, though, right? Uh, no, no, and it's not there. Okay. Um, we we made it a few years ago. Um, we actually um, had our premiere for that one at the Austin Film Festival, um, oh, which wow. was a huge honor because like the Coen Brothers yeah. had a movie there, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool experience. Nice. That yeah, is was, super nice. Yeah. But the I mentioned, so I'll I'll be less cryptic now. That they had talked last night about the the production schedule for that one <laughs> and it was it was two years right like two years yeah. of shooting often uh, not really off and on just like nights and weekends kind of thing right? yeah exactly like it was um basically that yeah on nights and weekends for like a year and a half or so uh we would uh, oh i'm just, adding time i apologize yeah no I, it probably was about you're that, adding really. to the <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right um, the fable gets bigger exactly right? yeah and so yeah it, no, it really was kind of off and on because it was just a matter of uh, huge credit to Vinny for somehow scheduling that because it was a scheduling nightmare because he'd be like, okay, this actor's available this night. Let's, okay, let's go. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, no, it was, it was huge, huge experience, but, and, and exhausting, but also just a ton of fun. And, and the, the movie, luckily the movie actually, uh, turned out cohesive and, uh, and fun to watch. Well, yeah, not just cohesive, but it, it, again, based on some of the question and answer we got to do last night. Mm-hmm maybe more cohesive than it had any right to be. Yeah. I mean, the way that Absolutely. you were talking about the special <laughs> effects shots that, okay. So I'm going to, and then I'm going to stop stealing good trashes thunder because the, this was really interesting. So uh, screens are usually green screens yeah. or right. blue screens. Mm-hmm. They had lots of the, the three main characters who had to be the most in front of those screens. Yeah. Wear costumes that are blue. One wears a blue one. One wears a green one. <laughs> and then they said they made they invented a purple screen, except that the third one wears purple. <laughs> and these are comedy scenes that, that yeah. completely hang together. Like the timing is 
is great. Yeah. And they were probably not shot at the same time. Or if they were, they're, you know, eight feet apart because there's the purple screen over here the blue screen anyway it yeah, was absolutely awesome. fascinating yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it so was good. it was one of the yeah while we were doing it a lot it was just like oh man i just i hope we can cut all this together because it was interesting i didn't i should have thought of this last night um i would have asked last night yeah because it, i was curious later i was like is that just no offense is that just bad planning like did you pick the costumes and then later go we really backed the wrong pony on this one right? <laughs> it was, it, it, yes 100 percent. it was okay. bad planning I mean, it was I mean, <laughs> we, now you, you for, for the record there are a ton of effect shots in this mm-hmm. in this movie oh, a yeah. ton overloaded yeah. and and uh and that was really a first for your production company, mm-hmm. right? So no slam. Like yeah, that yeah, is yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. a thing that you're like, well, we do costumes first. That's what we do. Exactly, and you yeah. make those and then later go, crap. That's pretty much it. Yeah. I get it. No, he, no, no. It's... He had, yeah. He had designed the characters. And then, like I said, like the schedule was so, because we actually shot for like six months or so before we even started shooting those characters. Um, yeah. And yeah. So, There's a lot of yeah. like just Shannon Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So once we brought them in, we shot some stuff with them in the costume, like in the house and stuff like that. And we shot a lot of the effects stuff later. And as we were getting closer to that, Vinny was like, so. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, have, I have realized a problem. <laughs> yeah, friends. exactly. Okay. And like we tried, you know, at one point we're like, maybe red screens, but then like Shannon wears like a pink shirt. And so like mm. that wouldn't work. And so, yeah, it was just like finally purple was our main main one that we came up with but then like like you said like sometimes we'd have to strategically place like three different color screens behind them or or we would just shoot them separately and stitch them all together into one shot it's great yeah that's magical yeah that is yeah and And those three characters are really funny (laughs) which not in the same room with one another i mean i don't know it's I yeah, was very impressed. Yeah. yeah, is there any way yeah. for us to, to see this now? I really want to see this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Where else? Also, stop being sly about it and tell me where I can see Captain Thunder Galactic Defender. <laughs> right. Because I did some judicious googling before uh, before Dalton threatened yeah. to forcibly eject you if you had your phone out. <laughs> I put it away, but I did some judicious googling and could not find it. It's it's on YouTube somewhere. So it's the. It, it's kind of a long name. It's The Adventures of Captain Thunder, Intergalactic Enforcer. Inter- oh, okay. Because you said it real fast. Yeah, okay. I was there yeah, with yeah, a friend yeah. of mine, and we were both over there like, Captain Thunder. <laughs> the hell was it? Galactic <laughs> Defender, <laughs> right? Okay. All right. Now, so, yeah. now I got it recorded. The Adventures of Captain Thunder, Intergalactic Enforcer. Enforcer. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll try again. <laughs> but where can we see Shannon Cable? That is a great question. Um... Maybe nowhere right now. Uh, unfortunately, um, we've we've talked about trying to do some sort of distribution for it. We we juggled the idea of releasing it on like VHS at one point. Uh, that would be kind oh, of amazing. Okay, that would actually be you don't even know. Yeah, yeah. That would tie in with a bit of the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And that would actually be harder for me to see though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, 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 if it goes, yeah. but if the DVD goes into a was it the Motley. The Motley, Motley Bundle. The Motley Bundle <laughs> into a Motley Bundle VHS thing. Yeah. Oh. That could be pretty sweet. Yeah. You guys should see this movie. Well. <laughs> no, no. It's funny. It's pretty damn I entertaining. Been, yeah. I have been trying to see this movie since it came out. <laughs> funny enough. And the universe is conspiring for oh, me no. not to see it. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I'm desperate to see it. I, I, yeah, I had to work last night. Otherwise, I would have been there, you know, and just the other, other, other. But yeah, yeah no, yeah, I... Yeah. 
I want to see this. Before. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll talk you to have to about it. Yeah. Promise then if it gets a distribution thing to let us know so we can Absolutely. talk about it yes. on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I want to at least talk to these three yahoos because it's like <laughs> you guys need to see this thing so we can sing the theme song together. Exactly. Right. There was so much and that singing would be of the theme song. We okay. could do. It's so catchy. It's so damn catchy. It's, yeah. It's amazing. So good. Yeah. You have to you have the next musical. time we'd have to make sure to see that, so that way you wouldn't be the only one who's actually seeing <laughs> Yeah, I'm not yeah. singing it by myself. Like I said, uh-oh. I wanted to go. Again, I said <laughs> I would doing? stop stealing the good trash thunder, of, and they, yeah. they sing it theirs. a lot. Yeah, you'll hear it a lot in there. <laughs> nice. We'll have, we'll have to give the guys a call. Call up Caleb. Sing that for us. Hey, sing the theme song, I told him to do it. If we could put him on the phone right now, he would do it, because he was the instigator. He kept going. He kept going, you're going to sing this with me, right? so good at instigating. I love him for that. He's like, you do it. No, seriously, dude, I'll do it. I'll do it. So good. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Uh, okay, so right now, nowhere. That is kind of sad. It is sad. Um, I will talk to Vinny about that and see if we can you give him get some a movement. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell them that you guys are talk very angry with good. him right now. We'll call him. They're angry nerds. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's the worst. Who demand to see the comedy horror musical <laughs> i would have i would, I I, would see i'm that. in yeah definitely like, i was firmly in years you know when it came out like i said I, no so, so i'm gonna in. shout out shout out to friend of the show chef jonathan Groth. that's who went with me to Heart. to see that last night and he described it as oh shoot what what was it it was uh i'm gonna mess it up because he said one thing that that was really that was very positive and one that i was like but you mean that in a nice way right <laughs> That sounds like Jonathan. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it, was a, it wasn't Evil Dead. That was the one I kept saying. Like I had a yeah, real yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi just oh, weirdness. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, Heart. Damn. What was it? Never mind. Cut all this. Well, that's right. We'll no. get. Because we'll <laughs> the, right. the, the the less than st- I, the less than potentially less than positive comparison was Manos Hands of Fate. Oh yeah. <laughs> Except I was like, but you mean that in a nice way. Yeah. Awesome. Did. Like yeah. I knew exactly what he meant. There's yeah. a lot of really like fast cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I mean, you know, in Manos, I mean the story anyway is that right. it was like a whatever a wind up camera they could shoot for six minutes at a time on. <laughs> yes. So that's why every scene is no less than six minutes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any, anyway, so yeah, it's it, it was. I knew what he meant. And yeah. It was a good thing, but I was like, you might you might want to put a cherry on top of that <laughs> yeah. before you go talk to the people who made the movie. Find another comparison besides Manos. Right. No, <laughs> it's my... it's perfect. You just need to really be yeah. like. Yeah. No, I mean this in the best way. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Let's lead up to I, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm about to say might sound like crap, but <laughs> I'm actually going to be very nice about this. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I would never contribute anything to Manos, Hands of Fate. I yeah, it, but, and I still wouldn't. But in this case, I absolutely saw the positive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely it's really got, well it's, it's obviously a low budget, no budget movie, mm-hmm. uh, but it's got that that charm of those type of movies. And it's got, you can see the passion, uh, like Vinny's passion and, and hopefully our passion as well, those just of, of when we were trying to put it together. But if it's well, a comedy, it's also, comedies alone. usually tend to have yeah. shorter scenes anyway. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the, the point of them. They're, they're faster moving, mm-hmm. which, is, which is why it was so wrong when Manos Hands of Fate did it, because it was not a comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except for MST3K's version of it. Unintentional. Yeah. So, and I know I'm asking this literally days before the movie is premiering, but what is Planet Thunder's next production? Do you have one ready to go or... We are currently in development for a, um, we've got a few different things. So what's one thing that's going on right now is a web series that we're working on called Talkies. Ooh. And it's a, um, 
uh, we kind of bill it as interesting discussions with interesting people. And so it's kind of this web series and we kind of, we find different people uh, who are leaders within kind of the arts and films community, um, mostly here in Oklahoma, we'd like to expand eventually. Uh, and just kind of talk with them about why, what they do and why they do what they do. So we've talked to like Lance McDaniel, mm-hmm. um, Romeo Owens, um, Jack Fowler, just kind of a, a lot of the people who are kind of just doing things around here and kind of talk to them about what they're doing. So you can find that at talkyshow.com uh, right now where we've had about, uh, I think we've had like six episodes up right now and we've got a few Ooh. more for this season. And then uh, as far as movies, so uh, the way we kind of work at the moment is that we kind of leapfrog over each other. So Vinny made Shannon Cable and then the three of us helped me get nostalgia ready. And so now it's leaping back to Vinny and he's developing a movie called Werewolf Scouts. And it's a, it's about a group of Boy Scouts who Shut go up, into don't the say woods. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I think you get it. Yeah. Don't say I'm another like, word. Yeah, I looked at Josh. You had me I was a like, werewolf scout. Tell him to shut up right now. We're done. We're in. We're in. We don't need any more. Um, Just take yeah. my money. Will, yes. there, will there also be singing? Um. Uh. Yeah. I believe there is some singing. Not to the extent of Shannon Cable. Sure. It's not He's a musical. No. Shannon Cable's like yeah. full musical. Yeah. Be still my heart. I mean, I don't know what the official <laughs> line in the sand for musical is. There's a lot of singing. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Werewolf scouts. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love musicals. Uh, I love, will, I you, love be, will you be needing children That's to really pretend to be werewolves to be, cause I have a feral child already that I can volunteer. <laughs> He's That's here. Perfect. He's yeah, here well, now. Hey, you can take here a look right now. Seriously. There's two of them in the lobby. We can oh, just, there's there's audition. and there's more, there's four, we've got four feral children ready to go. Please take my friend's children. For a while. <laughs> That's your trainer. On wow. our wow. I just Man. traded all my podcast, my fellow podcasters' children to a director. I feel good about me. I'm fine with it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All right. We're mission accomplished. And, you know, and, and, and my, my son's actually been doing some, some theater work recently. And he's been, he's, <laughs> all, yeah. All he my be kids' drama dark. happens at home. Um, <laughs> but my, I, 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 I brought my kid into drama very early. <laughs> so just like my parents did to me. So it's, yeah. Anyway. So is I, that, is that, like is it written or is he still in the process of writing it where are you in the in the the pipeline yeah so he has um it is written and we are starting to kind of raise development funds um so this time we for shannon cable we had no money and we just worked on uh vinnie worked at jimmy john's so most of the movie was paid for by jimmy john's tips um and then then, uh for nostalgia we did an indiegogo so we had some money so now we're trying to push it and so we're looking for investors right now for Mm -hmm. werewolf scouts so we've had a few uh sign on kind of early for our development funds and hopefully over the next year um, we plan to shoot it next summer so are you planning to do any kind of indiegogo or kickstarter with with werewolf scouts we might uh we we don't want to fund the whole thing that way but we might use it to kind of help us kind of push us over the edge or something like that or do something specific that's very cool let us know when you yeah yeah. absolutely now I, i you're not involved actually with creating dead center but i know you've gone to dead center before mm-hmm. so just kind of talk to us about what you've been going for 10 years is that what i understand yeah i've uh, been there been going for a while at least at, at least just to watch movies mm-hmm. um and then I, I believe my first short film there it might have been captain thunder <laughs> uh Again, the title alone. Just saying. I mean, and, and listen, Jonathan's been on the show a couple of times, so uh, both of our heads went together, and we we're like, "All right, let's find this name. Let's do this. That's going to be a up. thing yeah. we want to see." Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah. So I've and I've had a few other short films throughout the years, 
um, there. And it's just, it's always been exciting. Like I always try and try to go just cause it's always inspiring just seeing mm-hmm. what other people have done and, um, and you know, what works and what doesn't work. And that was huge, you know, for nostalgia and for Shannon Cable, just seeing like, okay, these, these type of things people tend to struggle with. So how do we avoid those struggles right, or how yeah. do we use that to our advantage? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just the festival is just a ton of fun. You've got the parties and you've just got tons of filmmakers and then just movie lovers in general all gathered in one place. So it's just a great place to meet new people. It is such a good time. Yeah, and it's, yeah. A, it's amazing to see some of the, the films that are coming out of there. And of course, I mean, yeah. yeah, granted, many of them, some of them are made outside of Oklahoma, but a lot of them, uh, Dead Center really tries to focus on getting Oklahoma artists as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really cool is that you can see the films uh, getting the Oklahoma film is getting better and better every year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's really exciting. You know, like I you, you might as well keep bringing up Captain Thunder. I think if I had submitted it this year, there's I'm no Googling way it would have gotten right in. Now. Yeah, right. please do. Right. Um, well, like I mean, but, competition, yeah. bring, that's the positive side of competition. Sure. Exactly. Is that it brings out the best and it, it raises, you know, it does exactly. continue to raise the exactly. bar. And when you're so, and you know, Lance, the, the creator, he's so committed to Oklahoma film that I, I read somewhere that half, a firm half of the films this year, Oklahoma films. And so you have that great diversity, but you also, there is that emphasis on, and, and that there are even in, cause there's like 1100 films this year, I think. Um, not sure. Or submissions, like, maybe submissions. Yeah, submissions. Sorry, not yeah, 1100 films. Yeah, My that's bad. a lot of movies. Cut that out. <laughs> but there were 1100 submissions and that, mm-hmm. that firmly half of them are Oklahoman. And that just delights me. I mean, that's right. awesome. Yeah, and yeah. the quality of film. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's truly becoming a festival to be recognized. And I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's really cool because like you can see, you know, a few years ago, it was very obvious which movies were the Oklahoma movies, just because yeah. pr- production quality or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And now it's really indistinguishable. Like yeah. our, the Oklahoma films kind of match the the quality that we're getting from elsewhere. Completely agree. Well, yeah. a lot of that found it. <laughs> Shut up. And now your robot head makes so much more sense yeah, to me. That's where it came there was from. A, the, is that the, <laughs> the the spaceman helmet too? Uh, no, spaceman helmet is a new thing. Uh, okay. But, the, uh, but yeah, the robot definitely. That's where we built it for Captain Thunder. I really like that. Which, I sound like a crazy person. Your robot head makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say something that makes no sense at all to anybody yeah. Captain non <laughs> so I mean since we keep mentioning Captain Thunder if you guys would like to know what it actually is so it's kind of a Flash Gordon uh, I would hope so uh, yeah, yeah exactly one, one should so, assume yeah and so it's kind of we made it uh, which yeah I'd made that one in black and white uh, a long time I was still in film school at the time and that might have been the first time that me and Vinny worked together he wrote the music for it um, and also appears in it briefly but yeah so it's a three part it's like basically three five-minute short films, kind of a, like those old Flash Gordon serials. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played it completely straight um, and just had a lot of fun. Um, and we built a our sets. We built them in our uh, mom's house. Uh, she let us take over the living room and turn it into a spaceship. Oh, <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> uh, it, about 23 minutes long. Is this the whole thing? I yeah, that's all, the, okay, all put together. Yeah. Just making sure while I had you here. <laughs> He's like, bookmark. <laughs> How okay, important is know. it to have understanding well, parents happening. when you do uh, these shows? Right? Uh, so important. Uh, <laughs> yay, for, yay for supportive moms. Yeah. Support, yeah. And, supportive and, parents. Yeah. And she's, she's been supportive. She let us do the living room thing, but then actually in, in the trailer for Nostalgia, you see like the hand raising out the, the mm-hmm. goo. 
Uh, she made all the goo for us for nostalgia. <gasps> yeah. Now that's a supportive mom. Exactly. The mom did you, will make did you the credit goo. her with that? It absolutely like a absolutely. lot. <laughs> yeah. Again, I expect some There's... magic, but that seemed like a lot of goo. It was. Uh, she had some late nights making that stuff for us. <laughs> that is amazing. You look really tired. Well, I was up late brewing goo. <laughs> right. Don't even ask. Is that a <laughs> euphemism? What is that? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. My son's a filmmaker. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I was going to say that the, uh, although he just want to sell cookies I don't understand <laughs> why anyway okay I'm done <laughs> the, the, the talent certainly in Oklahoma City is, is improving but also the technology mm-hmm. has got to be helping as well because the fact that you can a small camera can now do the work that it used to that's why Manos of Hands of Fate had a you know wind up <laughs> camera you know at the time that was the camera. best technology you could have yeah 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 absolutely like that's the, all the new technology and the going digital and all that stuff has made it easier for anybody to make movies anywhere. And I mean, you even see on the, the Hollywood level, like there's less and less movies being made in Hollywood because it just doesn't make sense anymore. Um, and because you can do it anywhere, you can go to these locations much, much easier, much, much cheaper. Um, and with digital, you can do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously in post-production, but even just in production when you're actually shooting, like you just have a lot of leeway. So Hopefully, what it's doing is it's it's meaning that it's kind of democratizing everything, and so um, hopefully that means creativity will start to be the what mm-hmm. stands out, and mm-hmm. not just you know years ago, even like ten years ago, it's just like oh I got a movie done, that's an like that's impressive on its own, but now that's yeah. less impressive, um, and so hopefully it means I made a good movie, I got a good right, movie right. done, right. and so hopefully um, hopefully that's what we start seeing across the board. Right, and I always follow that caveat with no matter how good the technology is, it still comes down to great writing, great mm-hmm. directing, absolutely. great great acting. Definitely. Otherwise, you don't have a a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Truth. And with the technology being more accessible, because I know like. HD cameras, you can buy one for a few hundred dollars now and have a pretty good quality film with it. And with that being able, I think it gives the people writing and directing and everything more accessibility to make these films because they're not having to pander to someone who has the equipment. They're not having to go, hey, I have the script. Now I have to impress you with it because you have what I need. Mm -hmm. They have what they need off the bat and they can afford it now. So that's one of the great things with the technology shift that's happening is we can get this equipment and not have to really sell to a big corporation to do it. Right. And also the editing as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It used to be sure. you had to have huge editing machines and, and every, now you just pull up your computer and, and yeah. you know, it, it that just helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even just like the image quality and all that, you know, wait, I, I, when I first started when I was in film school, um, we, people were still using like the mini DV tapes or whatever. And it just, it just, it looks like tape, you know, like yeah. it just looked like video. And so like I tended to make like comedies cause I was like, no one's going to take a drama seriously if it looks like, you know, this cheap video. Uh, but now you're getting these cameras, like you were saying like that, that look more like film, like maybe not exactly like film, but they have like that more filmic quality to them. Um, that it kind of allows people to go like, oh, okay, like, you know, just the, Sometimes it's annoying when people say like, "Oh, this looks like a real movie." Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh but, wow, but, thanks. But yeah, exactly. But it's also, but that's good because then, yeah. then yes. that allows them to kind of they fall accept into your the movie. crappy backhanded compliment <laughs> exactly. in the spirit in, in which it was given. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. While I stared daggers. At exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like I know they mean well, but sometimes it's You're like, right. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So where I, can we? Yeah, we don't want. I was going to also say, and also tech, also. Uh, 
special effects mm-hmm. for the longest time when you're making films in small films they had to, you could not have any special effects mm-hmm. nowadays the technology is there to mm-hmm. add in things that you would you would not, could never well they yeah, couldn't even absolutely. do it in hollywood just a few years ago yeah 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 absolutely um, uh one of the one of the funniest guys or of the set of three funny guys in chain and cable uh-huh. his head is on fire the entire movie uh-huh. <gasps> really yeah <laughs> i've got to see this movie and, and right away i was like that's th- I, I mean okay it it's a you know you said it's a no budget movie yeah and it still it looks pretty good like it yeah, looks yeah, yeah. you know what you know what it looks as good as whenever they set crap on fire on arrow so, <laughs> yeah. so you know, I'm saying, and yeah. they do that a lot. Look, digital rain. Uh-huh. Yes, oh, God, absolutely. Digital Actual rain. rain is expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, the, you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't have done no anything like that. Yeah. Not very long ago. Yeah, yeah, Certainly yeah. not on a no budget. Oh yeah, oh, right. Absolutely. Because yeah. you have to have it. You know, of course. And of course, I think back on like things like Highlander, where it was all cartoons, was basically the special effects. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's, I think the less time you spend thinking about Highlander, the better. I can't. 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 I was just thinking about the fact that I want my son to watch this, but I'd rather they remake it so I could actually show him that version. Right. So he's not all distracted. So they don't have Why Frenchmen playing like a Scotsman. That? Yes. Where is that? And a Scotsman playing a Spaniard. That's the worst uh, special uh, effect uh, in the whole movie. Yeah, that's the worst. Absolutely. It tops the pile. So back to, back to Dead center so uh, how, how i know you don't you're not in charge of that dead center but but what would you suggest to people to who would be coming maybe for the first time um if you can get an all-access pass um that allows you to um get early access to all the movies because um, you can get in line first because you can buy tickets for the individual screenings but it, only after the all-access pass people go in mm. sometimes especially um, it happens a lot like with the Oki Shorts program. A lot of times it sells out completely with all access pass holders. Um, so do that. Get in line early, even if you have an all access pass. Um, and then, you know, yeah, just enjoy it. And just, you know, meet people, have fun watching the movies. And um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good time. And I think deadcenter.com is where you can find find information on that. Um, deadcenterfilm.org, I believe. Yes, deadcenterfilm.org. Yeah. Where can people look? I'm sorry. Electric Nostalgia yes. is premiering at Dead Center. When? when and where? It is premiering on June 9th at 9:45 p.m. at the Harkins Theater, and then we'll have a second screening on Saturday at 2:15, also at Harkins Theater. What? And there is an additional incentive there for is. coming to the premiere, not the not the second one. Let's hear about Correct. That. Yeah. So if you come to the world premiere, um, first come, first serve. Uh, you will get a free, and unfortunately, the viewers can't listen, but I'll show you guys here in the studio. We have official <gasps> Electric Snapbacks. Nostalgia slap bracelets. Slap bracelets. Yes, <laughs> we do. Um, I've so. been trying to read your bracelet this entire time. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I thought it was weird. <laughs> I thought it was maybe Latin because it was upside down. Yeah. And, I, and you kept moving your wrist. Uh, yes, I'm, not even, I'm not even kidding. About that. Like, I've been I staring at your wrist for a mysterious than of you this knew. podcast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it bothers me when I can't read text. I'm like, uh, what is this? Hey. Do, yeah. do I need to edit that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, yeah. Dude, slap bracelets as if you as if you. Know. Friday at the Hark, Friday at the Harkins in in uh, Thursday and Saturday. Thursday and Saturday. Thursday, Thursday yeah. and Saturday. If it's the premiere's Thursday night at nine forty-five. Correct. 
at Harkins. That's wonderful. Get it done. Yeah, and just I, Dead Center, I, it's been around for now 16 years. I, I believe this, so. Yeah, this is right. 16. Yeah. yeah, it's able to drive now. And uh, <laughs> I, it just, it's amazing how much it's grown just from when it was just kind of an idea back to in 2000. When mm-hmm. they decided, hey, let's just put this together. There are people coming from all over the world yeah. who want to be a part of this in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Mm. Truth. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think it kind of extends beyond just Dead Center. Like, I think the city as a whole has grown mm-hmm. quite a bit and it's really starting to form um, its own culture. Like, and I think that's what it had been missing for quite a few years. It's just like there wasn't really an Oklahoma City culture. And I think with the arts and with film and with Dead Center and all, all kinds of stuff that the, all the districts sprouting up, mm-hmm. we're really starting to have kind of a, a, an Oklahoma City flavor that stands out and people are, um, people outside of the city are finding it um and and liking it so it's it's pretty cool the whole city's really really going places i think agreed awesome where can people find find you on the on the world wide web yeah so um the best place to keep up with nostalgia is on our facebook you can just look up electric nostalgia and like it and we update it uh frequently with photos and videos and all kinds of cool stuff and then uh, we have a website electric nostalgia film dot com and then uh, for Planet Thunder, we've also got Facebook for that. And then our website is planetthunderfilms.com. Fantastic. Anything else? Uh, not other than I need to see all of these movies. I know, I know. <laughs> I yeah. mean, get, yeah, get them out so we can see them. Now I, now I just feel like I've spent an hour being goaded into, yeah, you know, you missed your chance. So, Never listen, again. I found Captain Thunder. It's you fine. did. There you go. You did. Yeah. And so yeah. I need that. Everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Devin, you got a pat. You're coming to to Dead Center, correct? Yes. Okay. Do it. I will That's be. It. I will be on the scene for That's for most of it. Get probably. your slot, Bracelet. Yeah. I will yeah. get my get slot. I will. I'm super excited. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, you can f- visit, visit us on the web at okigeek.com, also on Twitter and Facebook at Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, Devin, let's start with you. Where can people find you on the web? On the Internet of Things. I'm on Twitter at Weba. That's Whiskey Unicorn Victor Victor Alpha. Joshua. You can find me at Joshua Unruh. There you go. Nikki, I refuse to spell it. By the way, it's good. Great to see you again. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm officially an OKC resident now. Yes, you are. And even better, you're a plaza resident. I know. That's like an extra level of credit. She's in the cool place. She's in the cool part of town. So, what's that address? So, all our listeners can. Yeah, where can they find you? I'm totally. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I saw those wheels turning, though. She was like, oh, crap. Is he serious? I'm not doing this. (laughs) No. That sounds like a horrible (laughs) plan. No. (laughs) But I might. I am at Retro Robinson on Twitter, and I also run the Facebook page. And uh, Jacob, did you have a, an actual Twitter account? I do. It's um, at Boom Down. <laughs> okay, I'm following that immediately <laughs> because I already followed your movie. So. I knew it. B-O-O-M-D-I-G-G-A-D-O-W-N. See, that wasn't even close. Wait, B-O-O-M-D-I-G-G-A-D-O-W-N. Correct. Fabulous. <laughs> Boom to get down. And here I thought my at Retro Robinson was clever. <laughs> See, I'm just at KOSU Michael C. I'm, I'm, You're so I'm, lame. I am very lame. Well, <laughs> I know. I, I want to be easy to find, but I'm not entertaining with my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got Twitter back in 2008. There was, it was still kind of no one really knew what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to sign up. 
Uh, this will probably be dead in two years. Right. <laughs> it's not going to last. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fad. Fantastic. And uh, be sure and subscribe to this podcast. Also rate us and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Jacob Layton Burns, I'm Michael Cross. I'm Nikki Robinson. I'm Devin Green. And I'm Josh Unruh. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on. Geek on.